Hello and welcome to episode 135 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Well, I better ask you. How are you getting? <laughs> yeah, so you lost your voice last week. It's um, your turn. <laughs> yeah, now it's my turn. So you get to listen to me all bunged up, uh, which hopefully isn't too awful. Um, and we'll uh, see how long my voice lasts, which I don't think is going to last very long. <laughs> there is. I mean, I managed to do like an hour last week. So I don't know how you challenge. did it. That was like an hour and 15 that we somehow did, which is not going to happen this week. Um, I mean, when, when, you're, when you're on like a lot of whiskey to make your voice, you know, better you can you can apparently not even worry about it for a while yeah i should have done that really yeah, but um yeah you should have got the should have got on the whiskey man no i'm just just drugged up to my eyeballs and hopefully i'll get through this um but yeah we're here Weird. to talk about a very exciting movie uh because it's one that we talked about quite a lot on the show um mm-hmm. one that we've obviously been waiting for the release and that finally sort of came to the uk in some sort of blu-ray that you uh received <laughs> somehow i don't even know what that blu-ray is <laughs> like... i love how the the side bit is just upside down <laughs> that's, that's the bit that got me the most <laughs> yeah <laughs> like when i opened it i was like oh my god what is this <laughs> it's always like a good sign when the spine is just completely misprinted um yeah. Yeah. but yeah we did get some form of blu-ray of the house that jack built um yeah. Obviously, it got sort of a smaller release uh, back in sort of December, wasn't it? The uncut it? Um, version, because I'd hate to think that there's a longer version of this fucking movie out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think there is. Um, I think there is. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously, I think a lot of people have probably already seen this, because, you know, it did yeah. actually come out in December. We waited, um, and so we're probably not going to be as worried about spoilers this week as we normally are. Um, no, because US got a real release, didn't it? Um, yeah. Because this, this is the first time it's got a release in the UK, isn't it? Did, I believe was it on so, yeah. demand? Or did it did it briefly go up on demand? Was it one of it those was, ones? Well, it's definitely out in US on demand. I'm not yeah. sure about UK. Um, yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna delve into it. Uh, but first, there is a little bit of news, um, which yeah. you are gonna take for me because I'm gonna perhaps. <laughs> I'm gonna handle the news this week, and uh, I'm gonna slice in a little article right in the top that. Uh, <laughs> oh god he's taking anyway. some liberties already <laughs> <laughs> well just just a quick heads up for everyone are you gonna talk about terminator <laughs> yeah so the new terminator movie <laughs> no <laughs> um it's just the uh life changer is finally out in the uk and in the us on oh, yes. uh, demand services um mm. so it's on itunes store i don't know whether it's on any other stuff i just checked my itunes and it was on there um mm. And US have got a Blu-ray release, which I'm very jealous of. It's um, region free. It is region free, but the <laughs> shipping is quite expensive. I've yeah. already looked into it. <laughs> it's it's going to set me back about double the cost of a normal <sighs> Blu-ray if I want it, which I yeah. do. But yeah. either way, Life Changer, fantastic movie that obviously we saw last year. And I'm definitely going to be checking this out on iTunes because I, I need to see this movie again. Mm. Like it, we, we loved it so much at Fright Fest. I just want to watch it again now and, and you know see see how it holds up second time round. But definitely don't sleep on this one, guys, because it's a great movie. Yeah, Was it definitely. just top top five last year? Uh, number seven, I believe. Oh, yeah, but still top ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great movie. Um, and yeah, next on the news. Um, obviously last week we talked about the uh, Critters uh, TV show that's mm. um, in the works. That's coming out shockingly soon on Shudder like march 21st yeah um and it's just a little update on the um sci-fi movie that that kind of was in the works and we weren't sure whether that's kind of been 
axed or what the hell's going on with it. Um, and it is still kind of in progress and um, seems like it's hopefully still going to be a thing. So fingers crossed, because as much as I like the TV shows, I want the movie franchises to continue. Same with Chucky, but yeah. in real form. Yeah, this was really interesting. Like, I was surprised, you know, we, we kind of <clears> spoke <throat> about it. Because uh, it, it, when we spoke about it back in December, I believe it was more just a case of sci-fi were out there trying to get the rights to these yeah. things. Um wasn't necessarily something that the production had actually started on um so to hear that yeah post-production has happened and it is happening it is a bit weird doesn't it it might mm. ease the water slightly um you know having you know the, the chucky thing where it's like hey there's a movie and a tv show um but it's cool that there's yeah, more critters <laughs> and um i think it's just these like 80s franchises that you know, got got kind of sold off and franchised up, and rights got distributed. I mean, we we know quite a bit about how messy the rights of Child's Play slash Chucky slash the doll slash the voice slash the mm. character, all all that got so messed up. And it's kind of like with critters, it's just like I wonder if like Sci-Fi and Shudder think they've bought the rights to it, and they're both like, meh, okay, we'll yeah. just do our thing. <laughs> yeah um i mean we haven't really mentioned it too much on the show but like friday the 13th currently is in the middle of one of the messiest lawsuits i've ever seen um it seems like there's updates on a weekly basis but not really much is happening it is just push and pull from multiple different feel, sides you think like they own the rights kane hodder owns the rights to it you know yeah let's yeah. just let just just yeah. let him have it man. Um, um which is such a shame because yeah, yeah i just like want awesome. movie um mm. yeah next up um happy death day um Obviously, if you've seen the movie and you've seen the end credits scene, um, it's kind of the, the plan was for it to be a trilogy. Um, and kind of we, we said about it already that kind of the first movie killed at the box office and the, the second mm. movie kind of did not do very well and kind of hasn't been the, the success that kind of um, Blumhouse are kind of used to. Um, so kind of Jason had an interview, a Q&A session on Twitter and basically kind of said that the third movie, you know, the likelihood of it happening and he kind of has said not very likely, but not impossible. So mm. not good news or maybe good news depends on how you look at it. Um, you know, I don't like uh, when we reviewed the movie, I said I'd, I'd watch a third one, but I certainly wouldn't be excited for it. I'm just kind of like at this point, it's a franchise that I like almost outside of horror because I just like yeah. the cast and the characters. But, yeah. you know, the, the second movie was not a good horror movie. Um, no. So, you know, it's un, it's not surprising. Um, and it's a shame that kind of one of our favorite movies of two years ago, just just, you know, the sequel didn't live up to what we wanted it to be. Yeah, this is an interesting one because the the second movie still did well, you know, for Blumhouse, and I think that's mm. what Blumhouse is so good at. I mean, even when their movies quote unquote flop, yeah. which you know, this is a flop for Blumhouse, but compared yeah. to most movies, this is absolutely not a flop. Yeah, um, and they just do such a good job of keeping their budget so tight. Um, and so, yeah, I can imagine yeah. that. Yeah, in the future, they maybe want to do a third one, but it's just not going to be on the horizon. It's still already made five times its budget. Yeah, over five most, times its budget. Yeah, most yeah. movies would would just die for that, you know. Yeah, it's just that the the first movie probably made you know twelve, fifteen times its own budget. Yeah, um, and most and of their hits kind of, too, like Halloween. Yeah, they, they, they're they're kind of so. looking for double figures on their mm. on their return, which um you know, if they keep getting it, you can't blame them for wanting no, it. No, um, and yeah, th um, next up, kind of two two things really. Um, so we got the release of the trailer for um. Ari Aster's new movie, Midsummer. Mm. Um, have you checked this one out? I did, yes. Yeah. How was it? Um 
I liked it a lot. It it was not what I was expecting, um, which is good. Um, I've watched it about a week ago, and I've tried to already kind of block it from my memory, mm. like specifics what happened in the trailer. Um, I remember liking the overall vibe. Uh, the thing that stood out to me is for the trailer that people haven't seen it. It's got white uh, aspect ratio bars at the top of the bottom. Okay. Um, and so it creates this really bright, like you've turned the brightness up so far on the trailer. Right. Um, That's odd, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's odd because pretty much all of the scenes are outside in the summer. You know, this is called Midsummer. It's set during the summer and it's a very bright movie filled with color. And that's a really nice change for a horror movie, first and foremost, because so many horror movies are just really, mm. really dark and set during the I remember, night. I remember that's something that kind of really struck me about Revenge when we watched it last year. Yeah. Week. And kind of the poster was extremely bright and obviously mm. being set in the desert. And, you know, it made that that violence even more kind of in your face because, yeah, you're not in this kind of dark, creepy house. You're just out in the, the, the middle of the desert. You know, it's kind of, yeah. you know, probably one of the reasons why we like Hills of Ice so much as well. But, yeah, yeah cool. so I, I really I loved that vibe and the fact that mm. it's, yeah, you had the creepy cult and the kind of creepy sort of religious iconography, but it was very clearly set in either, you know, now or very recent past. I assume it's set like now. Um, you know, it wasn't a period piece. It wasn't old timey with old timey clothes and old timey language. It was very much, you know, young, like, people that i assume have like smartphones and that sort of thing so mm. i think that's a really interesting take as well because yeah it immediately becomes harder to pull off something like this um doing it in modern times and doing it in the day and being very bright and still somehow making it seem scary um but i really liked it i'm very very excited yeah. this movie it's cool man i'm mm. so close to watching hereditary again yeah me too <laughs> it's on amazon prime now i'm like oh, i can just watch it for free now it's perfect <laughs> that's the one um, that i'm always like oh man we were so harsh on that like obviously yeah. because we both liked it as well like i always think back to I our think, conversations we, we were like if, well, we if both said movie, it was like in our top 11 or 12 <laughs> yeah if this movie if that movie had come out before all the other ones it would it would have completely blown us away but because it's not a genre we like and with mm. that genre is so saturated it's one of the best but the problem yeah. is you know, we, we've seen so many now that it just kind of, you know, it really, it does lose its kind of, kind of, at least for us being in our mindset at year end. But yeah, it was still a great movie. Yeah, you think um, about if we if we saw a movie that like, well, kind of like um, uh, Hell House, where I was thinking like, if we saw Paranormal Activity today, like we would be nowhere near as high on that movie yeah, as we exactly. was when it came out. Yeah, you know? and, and yet that would have definitely been towards the top of our list that year. Oh yeah, it was probably, probably been the best. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it just, you know, it's now a decade on and mm. these movies can still be really entertaining but it's not something you know our our top 10 list is what our favorite movies are mm. so there's gonna be a lot of post-apocalyptic there's gonna be a lot of slasher movies you know? there's gonna be a lot of uh, christmas musicals <laughs> exactly there's gonna be a hell of a lot of christmas musicals <laughs> and of course every year upgrade um but anyway oh, the second part of this news is that um um, Alexandra Adger's new film, which obviously we were quite excited about, um, The Crawl, has been pushed forward because of Midsummer, yeah. basically. Um, so Midsummer got dated with the trailer, and that's kind of caused. Um, who, who are the guys? Uh, Ghost House? Um, Ghost House Pictures? Kind of, they're producing them both, aren't they? Oh, uh, no, not no it's not. Sure. It's Paramount and Ghost House. Yeah, but anyway, kind of, you know, two horror movies, same day. So. Yeah. Um, the crawl has been pushed forward a couple of weeks, which is pretty exciting because I'm mm. down for that one as well. Both of these movies, you know, they're two directors we're really kind of hot yeah. on right now, and and yeah, I'm excited to see both their bits of work. 
what i really like about the upcoming schedule is that there is at least you know in these weird months like traditionally july august yeah. um we've got obviously pet cemetery in april like there's there's at least one or two in each <clears throat> month so far which is which is great obviously yeah it isn't just a case of hey here's all the movies you want to see and they're all out in october <laughs> yeah exactly so but we've still got some October stuff to look forward to. Like you said, it's all year, really. Yeah. Because uh, I remember a couple of years ago, we was like, there's no movies coming out at Halloween. Like, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> just as long as everyone leaves. We're not, I mean, we're not going to no, watch no. Ouija 2. I was um, about to say, hopefully everyone leaves August free. But then, yeah, you've just said that midsummer's August. Because obviously, <laughs> with Fright Fest, our August is pretty busy already. Yeah, true. Um, true. And then um, last up, uh, you want to take this one away because it's something that you're quite excited about. Yeah, this one was cool. Um, I saw the headline and the trailer and was initially kind of... So there's been a lot of talk, obviously, recently about the ring um, and, you know, the Japanese ring uh, with the arrow we have, restoration. <laughs> we um, have our very expensive arrow editions. Yes, uh, it's out on the 18th next week, which I cannot wait for. I've got the box set coming to me. I'm so excited. Um, oh, wait, oh, so you've... Oh, because I've got the steelbook. Yeah, the, the, the ring steelbook. Yeah, oh, so the trilogy didn't come out the same day? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's... Well, have you already got the steelbook? Yeah. All right, no, it's mine's out on the eighteenth. Oh, all right. Have you already I've got it? it from, I've had it for like a week. <laughs> oh my god, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> Is that really? I didn't think it was. You might want to. You might want to double check that on Arrow, just because, like, while I talk about the story, because right. I could have sworn they were all out the same day. All right, that's weird. Yeah. Um, that's awesome though. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so yeah. with this news story, I'd kind of obviously seen a lot of talk about The Ring and stuff lately. And when I initially saw this this headline and trailer, I thought it was just, oh, yeah, you know, another trailer for the restoration. Um, whereas basically, um, so the, yeah, the, so the news story is that Hideo Nakata, who made the first two original Ring movies in Japan, uh, is returning to the franchise with a brand new entry uh, later this year, um, nice. which is called Sudeku. Um, and he, it's out May 24th, apparently, in Japan. Um, and there was a very small teaser, like a one-minute clip, um, which I really liked it was it was all found footage um so it was clear it was unclear whether that'll be what the movie is um but i think that that's a really nice fit for the ring you know it's uh it's the ring is such a hard thing to do mm. um after the original movie the original movie is so perfect and yeah they've kind of tried to i mean i looked it up the other day and I, i'm no word of lie there's like over 10 ring movies in japan what um They've tried to redo it so many times and it just doesn't work because obviously videotapes aren't as, you know, useful anymore and multiple different reasons. So I'm like curiously optimistic about this. We'll see if it gets a wider release. Um, obviously released in Japan on May. Who knows? Maybe at Fright Fest in August. That'd be nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought this was cool because like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in the mode now, excited for it. Um, and I can't believe that you've already got your copy. I'm kind of jealous. I don't, I don't understand so what does it say 18th 18th on our website but then i'm looking at my arrow order history <laughs> and it was dispatched and i'm looking at the lovely steel book right now i'm gonna that is insane. take hold of it in my hand that is absolutely insane i'm so annoyed nice. <laughs> yeah i've been sitting on it for like a week as well that's why what well, did you really get it like last week yeah, so yeah I, got it. I got it like the beginning of last week <laughs> you should have sold that that would have been worth a fortune <laughs> damn it um but yeah, I thought this was cool, um, and it's one I'm excited for. I'm very distracted now. I'm just looking yeah, through my... Um, I am as well. I'll, I'll put my steelbook away. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I might need to see Weird. that off air. Um, but yeah, that was. I think that was the last story, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so distracted. Okay, I'm yeah. back. I'm back. Oh, uh, God damn it, Zavi. They usually never let me down, but yeah, on this occasion. Yeah. Well, I mean, Arrow, the like, their own website is like, come in 18th. I'm like, mm. nope. 
what's interesting as well is they've already sold out of the the box set as well on Arrow. Right. Um, so you can only get the Blu-ray and the Steelbook currently. <laughs> um, but clearly they were like, yeah, we'll just send you it yeah. two weeks early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of March, they dispatched it to me. Just mm. checked my emails. Just really? you know, no one, <laughs> no one else apart from us two cares about this. But <laughs> just the casual like seventeen days early. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cheers, Arrow. <laughs> they, they they appreciate the fact that I spend so much money with them. Yeah, exactly. Loyally, <laughs> a couple of weeks early. Maybe they thought it was like an early review copy. We should probably uh, talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah, shit, I should have um, watched it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's all the news for this week. Um, shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about the house that Jack built. Yeah, do you want to give us a quick synopsis of this one? Jackie boy, why not, hey? Mm. Um, so I guess we can't go into this movie too much until until we talk about kind of um, Lars von Trier and kind mm. of our thoughts on him as a director, kind of what we've seen of his and what we haven't. Um, so uh, do you want to go? Like, what have you... Yeah, so I he's a guy that I've been aware of for a little while now. Um, not too long. You know, this is a guy who's been mm. making movies for a very, very yeah, long time. That's what I was um, just looking. <laughs> I would say that it was probably Antichrist was when it, he was kind of on my radar for the first time. Um, <clears throat> and then obviously now know that like he's got this like storied past. But yeah, I always find him to be a fascinating director. Not one that I would say I'm a particularly fan of but mm. i think he never makes a boring movie he always makes something that's like interesting um and is always worth seeing and i didn't realize that nymphomaniac was his uh last movie previous to this because yeah that's what i was just like because i was like mm. god is, it, is that the last one yeah yeah which i'm shocked about because i i really love that movie i think that's absolutely fantastic and so yeah that was probably the main reason why this was on my radar initially was like yeah this movie's awesome and then going forward but yeah, mm. having now seen, you know, his last two, at least, I, I do want to go back and view some of the other ones because I was reading a few synopsises of them and it, and it was just like, yeah, this this guy makes really thought-provoking, like, interesting stuff. Again, yeah. not always something that I'd want to sit down and watch. Um, like, no, I remember watching not. Antichrist and being like, you know, kind of just, I don't really know how I felt about that movie and it's not really one I've ever wanted to go back to. Mm. Um, whereas, yeah, I was I was a huge fan of his of his previous movie. Um, well, there's only so much you can see kind of Willem Dafoe's dick until you're like, yeah. I just don't know if I can watch much more of this. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I'd say, uh, yeah, I, I watched Antichrist as my first experience of uh, <laughs> Lars. And was kind of like, oh, that, that's what this guy is all about. Mm. And I, you know, that movie had some crazy stuff in it. And I've that's how I kind of associate myself with him. That he's gonna do like some very self indulgent art housey things that isn't really my cup of tea. But mm. he's gonna throw in some crazy shit that I'm gonna want to have to see. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did actually enjoy Nymphomaniac kind of a fair bit. But again, you know, there's two volumes. We're talking over four <laughs> hours of film. I mean, I think Jesus it was longer Christ. than that, the uncut version. Like. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just looking and both of them were just about the two hour mark. Yeah. So kind of little under, little over. So, you know, that, that's pretty nuts. And then obviously House that Jack built comes along and um you know, if 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 Lars does a horror movie, we're gonna talk about it on the show. Um, yeah. But like this got a load of buzz and obviously 
with it being like this serial killer thing as well, it straight mm. away got my attention. And when kind of the hype about it being so kind of over the top and brutal, mm. um, yeah, it, it got me. It got me quite interested in it. And um, so yeah, I mean, going into this movie, uh, it um, follows the story of kind of Jack, who uh, is played by Matt Dillon, um, and he's a serial killer that is kind of. It basically, the opening of the movie, it, it, there's a voiceover, and you get it throughout the film, and it's almost like he's in confession or something like that. He's basically talking about his past murders, and mm. he, he's selected five events or five incidents from his past um, that he wants to talk about in more detail, and basically we focus on those five murders throughout the course of the movie, um, and kind of goes really into how he became like the, the sinister person he was kind of from when he first started out and then kind of throughout his career as a murderer or a serial killer um mm. i was trying to think what was his nickname him he gave himself oh oh it was mr sophistication mr F- sophistication that's it yeah. yeah and um i like that that was really cool. i like that i like that as well um yeah, and so we kind of experienced Jack's story throughout these, uh, I think it's like over 12 years, but these five incidents anyway, um, throughout the course of the movie. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, that's kind of it for for plot, really. It's a brief one, mm. because other than that, we're just getting into spoilers and story elements, which we're definitely going to get into. Yeah. Um, as you said from from the top of this, kind of this movie's been out in the States for, for a few months now, and kind of, so we feel like we're going to be able to explore it quite a bit. I mean... Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, do you want to give an overall opinion of it? And then we can kind of break down some of the crazy scenes later on. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, it's, it's him telling these incidents. And so, yeah, the movie is these kind of series of vignettes. Um, yeah. these like serial killer moments. And so they do feel very fragmented, you know, it is just him in this setup and you're immediately thrown into a different time period, a different character. And it's, mm. it's very much, um, you have to fill in the, the gaps yourself. You know, it's like, uh, he he he's clearly created relationships with certain characters at certain points as well and it's really yeah that's that's the bit that's a little on. bit jarring um so you know he might have like a a woman that you're kind of that you're like are they dating have they are they living together like what what's going on and then like oh mm. no it's just death <laughs> well especially because one of the incidents um <clears throat> where he's like with these two children i was <clears throat> it was really unclear to me whether they were his actual children or not oh um, right okay i i kind of pretty much got the impression they weren't from the get-go yeah he why. was just like the stepfather yeah i just kind of felt like felt like he was trying to impress almost like as a stepfather figure at the start mm. of that scene but yeah but yeah yeah that's probably what happened um mm. but yeah this this movie's interesting one like I, I don't really know how i feel overall no. like in moment to moment i really enjoyed like a lot of it um i think it has a lot going for it i think we'll get to some of the standouts being sort of the performances um but as like an overhaul overall cohesive movie like it definitely left me wanting more um I think the second half is when it really starts to slow down massively mm. and it really just loses the momentum that the, that the first act really had, you know, in particular, I think the first two incidents are really strong. Um, they were easily my favorite incidents of the whole, of the whole film. Um, yeah. and then they kind of got progressively worse and less interesting. Um, kind of, and, yeah. Yeah. And so kind of then when, when, like the finale stuff is, is interesting. It gets very muddy and what's actually going on. Um, 
it becomes way more sort of arty and way more mm. the director trying to tell you a specific story with 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 specific allegories and and being very sort of on the nose of what he's trying to do rather than early on it is just hey here's a guy who's a serial killer and he's running you through these moments when he was killing people yeah. um, and i and i liked it more actually when it was just more simplistic take on that um but yeah, overall, I did, I did, in, I'm, I did enjoy it. But it's not a movie that I'll ever sort of massively want to go back to. Um, I don't know if I'm kind of disappointed because of how excited I was for it. It was pretty much about as what I expected, really. Mm. Um, you know, it was a very arty movie. It was a very long movie, way too long. Um, but it also had some really cool moments. Some like to the point where I'm really glad I watched it. Um, and like I said, we'll get into it. But I think really strong performances, and it and it really did make me think for a little bit afterwards. Not like some other movies. Um, it was really interesting coming to this straight after Lords of Chaos. Um, <laughs> two really heavy movies back to back and that movie took up so much of my sort of mind space after the fact of watching it you know where i really couldn't stop thinking about it this movie didn't have the same effect i watched it i enjoyed it i lamented it for a little while uh, after watching it and then i kind of moved on um and that was yeah that's sort of how i feel about it really yeah i mean yeah i'm kind of along the same lines where for me, it's almost like two different things. You've got the incidents, the, these snapshots, like you say, they're, they're very unique vignettes. So it's almost like a, um, a um, segmental kind of thing where you where you just got this overall wraparound. You know, it's almost mm. like a VHS, just, just, but it's all the same thing, if you know what I mean, because these segments yeah. are so different. He's almost a different character. Obviously, there are new characters and everything, new relationships. Um and pretty much, you know, you, you kind of get, um, yeah, all, all of them I pretty much enjoyed. Um, some more than others, but I thought they were all good. You know, some of them just really interesting throughout and some of them just because they had some real crazy stuff in mm. that will stick with me. Um, but then the overall wraparound was the bit that kind of lost me. You know, you, you've almost you've almost finished with the five incidents at the hour 45 mark. Mm. And then you get 45 minutes of this weird kind of you know at one point you've just got jack talking and you don't see his face for probably 20 minutes and it's just yeah. like this weird footage and all these different kind of like you say they, they explore all different meaning and everything else and to be honest with you i i completely switched off i yeah just just the words just were going into my head and going out and by the end of the movie i was like i don't understand what the hell just happened like where this movie ended up and i feel like um oh god i was trying to think of the the jennifer what was the jennifer lawrence movie uh which one the the one that we watched um the horror movie oh uh, uh, mother mother yeah like mm. i almost feel like with mother if you're not like paying attention the allegory can kind of go over your head because even though it's mm. in your face and like for this one I just, I just weren't paying any attention because I just didn't care. I was just like, I just mm. wanted Jack to kill people. And actually, I'm like, Lars, you can make one hell of a, like, serial killer crazy-ass movie. Just cut away some of your stuff that you like to do. Give me, give me a 90-minute movie, and I tell you what, it could be banging. Um, yeah. And that, that's what I kind of took away from it, that it was kind of what I expected, and I definitely enjoyed it, and it's probably my favorite thing I've seen of his, but... Oh my god! I just feel like he could have done something really good if he'd have given me more of a, you know, standard feature instead of what he always gives, <laughs> mm. which is just something a bit more crazy. Um, but you know, I appreciate what he's trying to do. It's just that it's you know, 
it's an ask to watch this two and a half hour movie. Oh yeah, definitely. And like you said, if if this was two and a half hours of trying to tell this story that was you know consistent for her, that'd be one yeah. thing. Yeah, but... he was like, oh, there's ten incidents, you know. Or yeah, something like but, that, but then... what you just said was like that was by far the worst part of the movie. Was that yeah, about an hour and forty in, we get to this massive chunk of the movie where yeah, we don't even see Jack. We just hear his voice to the point that I get really disconnected, and, and you, it makes you lose any sort of meaning that you've attached to this character. I dozed which... off, bro. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> which is hard to attach meaning to him anyway because of the fact that you're seeing him in these fragmented vignettes um Mm. you know different time periods he's acting differently and it's already hard to kind of pinpoint him as a character anyway um to then have this massive moment in the movie where it the two worst things it does it shows loads of stock footage which i just didn't care about you know there's there's other from other films and other either real events or other past movies and it's just rubbish it's that and then they just constantly keep showing you the same stuff you've already seen in the movie to the point where i was getting sick of it i was like oh man i love those first two incidents but i can only see a woman get hit in the face with a carjack so many times before it just has no meaning anymore and that sort of really drove me insane like the you like i thought this movie was really poorly edited yeah um, really thought that that stood out to me was like oh my god this needed like a way more strict editor and obviously again it's kind of what we're what we're saying really is that this is he is clearly an author in the very sense of the word you know he has a very strict vision he's been making movies for god knows how long and he's going to do it his way and that's and that's it but yeah as a as a critic and this is what we do here as we review these movies that that is what my point of view is is that i i need so much of this cut out for this to be a movie that i would want to enjoy and watch again um it just has so many issues doesn't it you know yeah Um, i think that's the thing you know um Jack has some really interesting things going on as a serial killer, mm. and I've I wanted to explore that more than the shit that's going on in his head or whatever the hell's going on because like he's got this OCD thing which was hilarious in the first incident or the second. Yeah, incident, oh, I loved that so much. Yeah, where it's like, oh, this serial killer with like terrible OCD, and he's kind of, um, you know, going to it a little bit. He's kind of k- killed this woman in a house and. Mm. He has kind of tidied up the crime scene crazy, you know, relentlessly, really. And then um, got the body in his van and he keeps sitting in the driver's seat and thinking to himself and that, um, you know, oh, I've, I've left blood under the mat and goes and, li- and like yeah, you pictures. keep seeing the vision as well, yeah, which I really he, like. He pictures like lifting the mat up and there being tons of blood under it. And then he goes in, looks under the mat and there's nothing there. But then he still spends like another half an hour cleaning the place again. Yeah. And I'm like, it really makes me laugh because like, I get that a little bit sometimes like where um, I, I quite often will lock my house door as I'm leaving and I have to go back to it and check. Like I get mm. to my car and I have to get out of my car and check the door again. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I know I've locked this, but <laughs> my brain is like, you haven't you i know you bloody haven't i'm like oh, i'm gonna have to check like I, I won't be able to relax unless i check and uh you know that that's basically what his mind was doing to him and it it, it was a really enjoyable segment and they kind of talk about how um he goes on to say that like as he kills more his ocd gets less and then yeah. he's like yeah it's not really a problem anymore and i'm like oh, that was kind of interesting and i kind of wanted you to explore that a bit and i don't really know why you wouldn't you know and it was just kind of like those things were frustrating you know and obviously the the um mr sophistication and him taunting the newspaper and all of that stuff again really interesting when he um took the picture and kind of signed it and sent it to the um newspaper i was like oh this is this is a cool new element and then they don't deeply explore it as well kind of 
you know, the way he torments the police with um, leaving something on a car windshield, uh, mm. you know, all, all of those scenes were really kind of interesting, but but then ultimately just didn't pan out or build on it. And I kind of, I almost wanted that and then like him to have a, a downfall or a run in with the police or, or a finale that way. And in the end, we got this, like I say, this 45 minute, like just... I, like I say, I mean, I just switched off. I, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Like when when you're an hour and forty five into a movie, you've you've really got to earn my extra viewing time. We've talked about it a lot, and it's yeah. and maybe it's a problem we've got, but you know, whatever it is, we have it, and and you know, it, it just didn't warrant any more for me. It needed to just get to an ending. You know, I didn't need a fifteen minute vignette of nothing <laughs> well that's the thing like we we talk about it a lot because we always give yeah. movies to uh we give props to movies that are that do do it well you know where mm. like you just said if you're an hour and 45 minutes to in a movie and you know that there's another 45 minutes left that you can't suddenly go into autopilot and start slowing the movie down and doing stuff that's unnecessary you need to go full speed ahead you need to yeah. grab my attention well look it. at um lords of chaos last week yep. you know that's a two-hour movie yeah um just blink of an eye and that movie's over because yeah. it's just a goddamn so roller coaster on. ride mm. you know and this movie was you know because the the incidents at the start i mean each one i thought was really good you know the, yeah. the, the, the first two i do agree were more interesting the second two just were crazy because of the violence and what they show you so kind of like yeah. all four of them were pretty crazy um and kind of you know getting those i kind of got to the the hour 40 minute mark thinking hell yeah and then i'm like oh i wonder what this whole kind of voiceover confession thing is going to be all about and then i got the 20 minute stock hitler footage and i was like oh i'm just asleep now. <laughs> like yeah. i'm done and so yeah, I really wish that the fifth so incident odd. hadn't been sort of mashed into the ending. Um, yeah, well, that's the other thing because the, the you know because the, the fifth, fifth incident could have been really cool. Yeah, it it was set up so cool, and then yeah, mm. it just didn't make sense to me what the hell transpired in the end. I was just like, oh, okay. This, yeah. this is what's going to happen. So, yeah. I, I liked parts of the movie when, obviously, it's Jack telling the story to this <laughs> other, you know, unnamed character, I think. Um, mm. oh, no, no, he's called Virgil, isn't he? Or Virgil. Yeah. Um, so, he's called Varg. He's called Varg. <laughs> um, he's telling him these stories. And I always like when, when movies or mm. any stories start to delve into the idea of the unreliable narrator um, because he starts questioning the things that Jack's telling him. You know, he's saying yeah. stuff like, why are these the stories that you're telling me? How come all women are complete idiots in your stories yeah. and, and all stuff like this. And I really liked that, you know, cause it, it really starts to then delve into the psyche of Jack and why are these, you know, he says he, at one point in one of the incidents, um, he says he's killed, is it 71 people? Um, so I thought it was like 50 odd, but yeah, hell of a lot. lot either so way. Yeah, he's killed a lot. Yeah. And so like, why are we seeing, you know, 20 minutes on one kill, you know? So there's a very specific reason for that. And I liked those moments. Those are the moments when I really started getting hooked into the movie. And then mm. yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't go that way I want it to. It goes a different way. Um, another thing as well that we've kind of briefly mentioned, but yeah, it is worth saying and, and making a big deal of Matt Dillon in this movie oh. is so good. Like he is the best thing in this by far, hands down. Um, one of the best portrayals of a serial killer I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah, he was, he was great. Excellent. He, it's a very classic portrayal, wasn't it? It was very much a, yeah. you know, American idolized version of a 70s slash 80s serial killer, you know, very yeah. much based upon real life people in his look, in his mannerisms, in how he speaks. But I loved it. I thought it was just so, so good. Um, like that to yeah. me was my biggest takeaway was that I, I think he, he's gonna he be was fantastic. Strongest. Like when, when the movie first started and kind of 
we got we got into it a little bit. I was just like, yeah, I mean, he he's basically playing Ted Bundy, isn't he? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and um, yeah, he you know he the 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 first incident I thought was really interesting because obviously yeah, I loved it. Um, we uh, we we kind of knew that um uh Irma Thurman was going to be in this movie, didn't we? Mm. But kind of like I wasn't really sure how, and then like um. Obviously, the, the first incident I just thought was fantastic, kind of with with um, him picking up the hitchhiker and her just being so uh, goddamn annoying and kind mm. of straight away calling him a serial killer. Yeah, when unclear. she says you kind of look like one. Yeah, and it's unclear whether he is a serial killer or not. It doesn't. The film doesn't really explain whether he was or wasn't. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 like when I was watching it, I, I kind of when he first killed her, I was like, oh, she actually drove him to his first kill. Mm. And then kind of afterwards, I was kind of thinking, I don't know, actually, I don't know whether um, it was or wasn't. But either way, I just thought it was really well done. And kind of the, the you know, having these two two strong actors kind of playing playing these two roles so well, it really started the film off strong for me. And yeah. then, like we say, then you get to the second one, which is kind of the whole OCD thing. Um, and, and uh, you know, that one, again, was super strong. And I was like, damn, this movie's like, knocking it out of the park right now. Yeah, well, I, I love uh, that they showed two very distinct sides to um, Jack's killing in the first mm. two incidents because in the first one he's very passive he's he's sitting yeah. there uh, uma's character is doing all of the talking he's yeah. he's just reacting to what she's saying and i was like okay this is interesting that he's this very cold calm uh quiet guy then to juxtaposition that immediately with the second incident which is all about him talking he is the instigator he's yeah. making all of these bullshit stories and he's just trying in all of the ways he knows to get into this woman's house um and it's I love interesting that. with that as well that he's kind of a bit of a bundler and like the um yeah. uh varg as i want to call him uh says to him <laughs> don't uh, call him varg <laughs> <laughs> um you know yeah, were you trying to get caught like what what the hell were you doing because like mm. he doesn't do a great job like all right he's good at covering up the crime scenes potentially but um you know he's kind of he he struggles to get into the house you know he doesn't leave for, forever um the the police turn up and he kind of ends up talking himself into a load of trouble there, like saying about her going missing and stuff. I'm like, what the hell are you <laughs> yeah. doing, mate? Like, like you're going to kill the police officer. Yeah, yeah. He's like, come in and look. And he's it's almost like he's kind of arrogant that he knows he's done such a good job of the cover up, but also mm. a bit like bundling. And then kind of when he drives off with the body, I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? That was such a great um, moment as well. It was. It was. It was crazy. It was proper brutal. Like. um that's the thing. Some of the scenes in this movie, I just I just want to watch like the, the the four incidents basically. I think that's what I'll yeah. do. Like next time I want to watch this movie, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch those incidents. I don't need any other shit. Just the first four incidents, and then I'll turn it off. Definitely. I feel sick to my stomach because of the last two. <laughs> I was gonna say it's worth noting that yeah, this movie has a particular amount of violence, um, yeah. which is gonna put it into a certain category. Which is worth noting in case we're kind of like just reviewing this like a normal horror movie, and people are yeah, like, oh, that true. sounds kind of cool because this is in a particular category of horror film. That yeah, there'll be a, a vast majority of people that just will not be able to watch this. You know, this features. Uh, yeah. animal cruelty this features uh cruelty to children um and yeah. it's it doesn't stare away from that it shows it and it shows it yeah. graphically and it talks um, about you know and he is predominantly attacking kind of vulnerable women that are yeah. a stereotype as well which in yeah. this day and age you know is, isn't the norm anymore yeah um 
you know i think um yeah the third the third scene with the children was mm. in insane the the violence of it i i i i kind of thought to myself um they're going to cut away and, mm. and they 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 didn't and it was unpleasant to watch like it was it was done so violently um it really did kind of like it, it did make my heart skip a beat like it really made me feel sick to my stomach um, yeah and normally you know films do do that to me in um a lot of ways but normally by building up the emotion and that sort of thing but for this it was the sheer level of violence that i was seeing on screen that was making me feel sick which off uh, you know you don't get that often so yeah mm. this is certainly something that you need to be prepared for going in yeah, um, and even though like the the fourth segment because that has a crazy moment in it as well. Yeah, but I was almost desensitized by that point. Like, don't get me wrong, it was bloody crazy. Oh, but, like the yeah. third one was so like so violent for me, and because because like it was a young child as well. I was just like, my god, like yeah. I don't know if I can handle this. No, they're they're so brutal, and, and yeah, even though like I remember obviously when this movie was on our radar, it got shown at festivals, mm. and there was walkouts, and I remember hearing about this specific scene, um, mm. a couple of other scenes as well, which I have to say is a little bit kind of I probably knew too much going in. I did know about some of the deaths in in detail and in, in terms of how they were described. Yeah. Um, so so that definitely takes away the um interest level in regards oh, which, to like, which I knew ones? what was going to happen. Like quite a few of them, to be honest. I knew right. that again. I don't want to go for it now because we're going to spoil them all. But no, like, but I knew. Like- I, Three I knew I knew about the children. You know yeah, I knew yeah, I did, yeah. I knew yeah. like pretty much what happened. Um I knew I and, knew a bit about four. I kind of I knew I knew he did some crazy stuff there and but but three took me off guard. So yeah, even though I was expecting it, you know, as soon as the incident starts and there's two young children and I was mm. kind of like, I already know what's gonna happen, it it was still ridiculously brutal and, and I was not prepared Ugh. for it at all. Like because yeah, most movies, even just hinting at it and, and showing you the aftermath slightly is enough is more than enough yeah. um, and so the fact that this movie goes out of its way to show you it is yeah it's 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 really really hard to watch but again that is what this guy does he makes hard to watch thought-provoking stuff and i have to give him credit for that like that is, yeah. is not particularly something i enjoy and um, i guess that's the thing as well like when when earlier i said like oh you know make this a 90 minute movie like this this goddamn movie's not getting in the cinema no so, like, <laughs> he, you know he he wants to make his own art house piece that's gonna get a release to the people that want to see his movies exactly so make the movie he wants to make because yeah if he doesn't want to have it you know he's not yeah, even if you want this thing in cinemas he'd have to cut yeah. the entire movie exactly this movie's never going to make like a load of money or anything yeah you'd barely get the first scene into a movie let alone anything else definitely you know because even even that was violent enough you know um but the the other thing that i thought was interesting in this as well was the um the fact that he had this kind of freezer room that he basically stored all of his victims in and kind of um uh you know, so throughout the course of the movie, we keep revisiting this freezer, and it's more and more full of bodies, and kind of how he starts to kind of mess around with them, and you know, they're, they're kind of like trophies, you know, pretty much to him, and it's just kind of like this uh, again, like a really interesting thing for this serial killer to have. Like Jack is a really complex, cool serial killer that I'd like to have had more about, you know, him and his journey than kind of where it ended up. 
Mm. Um, I was going to mention another thing as well about the title, but we did actually have a question about it. Um, right. Okay. So yeah, you can always uh, hit us up on Twitter at SHB pod. Um, the question was uh, from Cheeseburg who says, uh, what the hell happened to the house that Jack was actually building? Um, <laughs> I remember he tore it down, but, he, but uh, did he finish it? It looked like a nice, albeit small house. Um, this was something that I wanted to bring up because yeah, very early on in the movie, we get the title explained to us, you know, yeah. very early on. He is, he wants to be an architect and I liked that as an element as well. And he's trying to, he's such a perfectionist. And again, it goes in with his OCD where mm. he's bought this plot of land, this kind of like dream home and he just keeps starting to build it, but then he just keeps destroying it and keeps destroying it because he can never be happy. Um, and then, yeah, that kind of goes away, doesn't it? For the, for the finale yeah. of the movie, which yeah. I was a bit disappointed with. It comes back in one really effective yeah. way. Jesus um, Christ, that was that was a cool scene. Yeah, like the visuals of that again was insane. That was that was the one moment in the movie where even though it went a direction I wasn't expecting, yeah. I was totally down for it because yeah, I was like, "This same. is insane." I kind of like um, woke back up and I was like, "Oh, hang on, whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to add to that. Like, what what did you yeah. think of that whole aspect of the movie? I thought it was really cool as well. Like, I think it kind of, like you say, added to his character, added to the OCD. It mm. really, you know, it kind of was like this kind of. Um, you know almost almost like a you know like kind of dexter that sort of thing where you have like this cool um character in real life that probably people quite like and everything else that's doing this kind of you know professional looking job and everything and him building this house and then just being this absolute crazy serial killer under the surface as well like i really like i say um dylan's performance and jack as a character i really liked um and yeah the whole house thing was odd wasn't it because he kind of got it half built a couple of times and um yeah i feel like at the end of this movie there was just some wooden beams you know a, a wooden half built structure and that yeah that is the house that jack built yeah <laughs> um yeah. we do have another question uh from ryan who says um uh, I've been meaning to buy some Blu-ray, but I've met, uh, read mixed reviews. Uh, the majority of which are negative. Uh, I'm surprised about that, actually. Um, does it look? It does look interesting, though. What did you like slash dislike the most? Um, mm. Obviously, we've gone into it, but yeah, what, what would you say is the thing you liked the most and the thing you disliked the most from the movie? I mean, Jack killing people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the incidents, the first four incidents, the 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 kind of action and the set pieces of the movie, which is the all of, of them. Movie, yeah. Which is a giant, you know. It's probably two thirds of the movie. Yeah. You know, and then and then the third of the movie is this just thing that I was not interested in at all. You know, the the last half of an hour of the movie could just, you know, I, I could I could do with getting to that the the fifth incident and then showing the final representation of the house and yeah. it ending there with the police knocking down the door like that that would have been fine for me and I'd be like that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah definitely the finale and kind of just the yeah the the non jack on screen stuff <laughs> basically if if jack isn't on screen i'm not enjoying the movie yeah i, I completely agree like the what i dislike the most yeah the, the any montage part um with old like you say nazi footage um any yeah. part where they're just showing you action replays of what you've already seen in the movie was completely unnecessary um what did i like the most absolutely matt Dillon's performance as jack he was yeah. He, he he took my attention so much was amazing to watch i i would need him in more horror movies because he was yeah. phenomenal he's the best kind of um like you say he, he is the quintessential kind of american you know uh you know ted bundy you know the, yeah. the, the stereotypical serial killer the and glasses it's the best and the haircut and everything yeah 
of that since Bale in American mm. Psycho. Yeah, you know, it, it really was. So especially because yeah, it seems like we're we're kind of on the renaissance of that being glorified again in films. You know, with mm. like Zac Efron playing a serial killer, which who would have thought that would ever happen? And so <laughs> you know, it's it's fascinating to see that. You know, this is like to yeah. me the gold standard now, and it's going to be very hard to beat that. But I'm going to be interested to see these other portrayals. Um, but I guess yeah, just to finish it off, what would be your sort of recommendation for this movie? i don't know man i don't know like definitely i mean if you've seen his work before you you've already seen this and and (laughs) so you you know then that's fine i don't uh, you know most people this movie is not for them um and if you can handle some real crazy violence and kind of want to see what this guy's up to then check it out but i wouldn't be giving this a recommendation for everyone because it's you know we we have talked about it quite a bit but the violence in this is very extreme and mm. kind of you know ultimately as well with the length with the length of this movie as well then yeah probably not unless you're really into his stuff and want to see something weird yeah um yeah i tend to agree i it's hard to recommend like you say because of all those reasons obviously if you're a fan of the director um if you mm. really like thought-provoking arty horror i think this is one of yeah. the best ones oh yeah definitely. um and yeah but but with a caveat of you have to have a strong stomach for this stuff um mm. but i do I, like this isn't going to be one of my favorite movies of the year you know it's not even going to be close um but i did mm. enjoy it and i'm glad that yeah we saw it, and I, i'm glad yeah I me too it. me too 100 percent so yeah it's a difficult one um, and now i can forever be freaked out when i look at the blu-ray on my shelf i was gonna say uh <laughs> good luck with that one just hide that maybe yeah um, i might do oh dear. but yeah that was our discussion of the house that jack built uh, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back So yeah just to finish this off this week uh, i did watch a couple of things but kind of i'll, I'll save some of them for next week because yeah so i can actually talk in depth without my voice collapsing <laughs> um but the one thing i did watch which i wanted to watch for a little bit was the uh shudder documentary uh horror oh, yeah. noir a history of black horror um checked out last night really enjoyed it it's uh yeah. good length uh d- does a good job of telling you the history really starting from the start you know really th- like ages and ages ago you know like 1900s to then kind i was of... gonna say when does it start um because yeah, in my head obviously... i was like oh night living dead <laughs> well i was gonna say like it 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 shows you like the old representations of black actors on screen and right. not necessarily horror but going into that and then okay it, it gives you the context that you need but then yeah night of the living dead is very much the starting point of, yeah. of where this documentary starts and is obviously a massive starting point and a very yeah. good one um, yeah. and then yeah I kind like, of oh it goes night of the living dead to get out <laughs> yeah i mean that is exactly what it is and how it should be you know with the, yeah. with the big you know candy man is a very big chunk in the middle nice. um nice. but yeah i really enjoyed it and like how I say, long is it uh, about an hour and a half um okay yeah i need to check this good out. length um but yeah i enjoyed it they got everyone that you would want as well um literally nice. everyone like it's great to see uh ken forhey and uh keith david just like shooting the shit next to each oh, other like i really I enjoyed that i was gonna say ken forhey was the yeah. first name that popped into my head <laughs> definitely well, i've been watching obviously like the thing recently and they live so like keith david's definitely been in my mind recently um but yeah i i, I liked it and yeah going into obviously get out they go very in depth with that obviously brand new interviews nice. with jordan and then obviously when they talk about the future of black horror and they pretty much are talking about us and nice. showing clips from it obviously from the trailer and yeah it just got me so excited man oh my like, God. so close um <coughs> obviously it just had its premiere at some festival i know, know. i can't stay away from the positive things online and i'm just getting so buzzed it's not i know fair. 
Oh, I can't wait, man. I'm so excited. Like, this is why we do this show is for moments like this. Um, yeah. To see a movie like this that we're just so excited. I honestly cannot wait. It's, it is my number one. The thing movie that gets me year. now is because um, uh, I was speaking to someone that watched uh, Captain Marvel at the right. weekend. Yeah. And the US trailer was in front of Captain really? Marvel. Really? Wow. Yeah. And so I'm That's like, wild. That is outrageous. But also, this person is not a horror fan and they were yeah. like, that movie looks cool. And I'm like, what? Really? Like, you think this movie looks cool? Well, like, I thought they were going to say like it scared the hell out of them. They, they did, but they were like, scary. yeah, they were like it scared the hell out of me. But I'm really interested to watch it, and I'm like, oh my god, like how did the, how did this get put in front of Captain Marvel? Like, no, no, I can't believe that someone's <laughs> losing their job. Like, because what is Captain Marvel? It must be a PG writer at best of twelve yeah, A. Um, and yeah, this looks like this is this is going to be like hard eighteen. Yeah, right? I don't know like, whether there is like a, maybe, maybe a, a more PG trailer for it maybe well that's the thing it doesn't have violence or no. nudity or anything like that but it's just so terrifying that, with the performances that soundtrack that soundtrack yeah. like the, the the soundtrack that's over that trailer is just the best it's yeah oh i'm so excited man honestly i cannot wait I, i'm gonna have to watch get out in the next couple of days as well just to get me even yeah. more pumped but i'm gonna God, watch that documentary wait. then watch get out yes that's the way to do it and then freeze myself can't <laughs> yeah. yeah until the 22nd that's yeah. really what i need to do right now yeah um but yeah that's that's pretty much what i've watched uh what have you been watching well instead of any uh, arrow watching... restoration well yeah instead of watching the ring steelbook because <laughs> i thought ah everyone's got that right now i'm gonna watch <laughs> something else <laughs> oh, i hate you so much <laughs> <laughs> i watched two other arrow movies there we um, go I finally decided to sit down and watch House the last 10. of my uh, Arrow purchases. Uh, <laughs> oh, what, from, from Fright Fest? From Fright Fest, yeah, don't yeah. worry, I've got plenty more still to watch, but at yeah. least I'm caught up on Fright Fest now. Have you uh, watched um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 yet? That's what I just watched. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. I really want to rewatch that, uh, it's wild. It's still really fun. Like, it's mm. wild. I, I forgot that, like, Toby Hooper and Tom Savini were, like, you know the directing and the makeup effects for this movie hell yeah um and it's it, the makeup effects in this movie is so good leatherface looks brilliant um it's it's a weird one because there's not many kills in this movie but like it's just it's just really fun bill mosley obviously is the highlight um mm. chop top is so good and just every scene he's in um and so yeah kind of really great gore as i've already said and kind of yeah, I wanted a bit more kills, and kind of the ending does go on a little bit, um, but still, like, pro proper fun movie. Like, uh, pretty much as I remembered it, which is always good with these movies, because when you go back and watch some of these, it's always a gamble. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, th this one still lived up to it, so that, that was cool. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, decided to kind of delve into my Phantasm box set and start oh, watching nice. these movies. <laughs> so obviously, um, you've never seen them either, have you? Nope, I've never so seen any of them. No, nor, nor had I. And so, obviously, with the Arrow release and kind of this being a relatively big franchise, you know, there's kind of five movies that have spanned like a long, long Is there time. only five then? Yeah, there's only five. Oh. And kind of spans an absolute, you know, from, I guess, like the 70s until like a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, so and... does this box set, did you, you got a box set, didn't you? Yeah, so I got the Arrow box set, which is all five movies. Okay, so um, it is the most recent one as well, is it? Yeah, so Ravenger is the last one. Right. Um, I was just having a look. Uh, so Phantasm is 79 and Ravenger came out 2016. Oh, wow, that's crazy. So, yeah, and kind of the thing that's really kind of interesting in, in it is that, you know, you, 
this is quite similar to Charge Play, that it is the same story. It's the same actors. Um, I don't know about the director and that sort of thing. I haven't looked at that. I think Apparently it is. the first though. four are all the same director. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he had a producer and screenwriting credit on the most recent one. Yeah. Don Don Corselli does like the original one. And then, yeah, so he must have done the other ones as well. And yeah, so it's really cool that obviously huh. all of these... Um, you know, it, it shares quite a lot of lineage in that way with Child's Play. Mm. And kind of, so, yeah, watching the first movie, it's it's definitely not like a fantastic movie. Like, it's not uh, having no nostalgia for it, watching it the first time this week. Yeah. Um, because it, it was a slow burn that doesn't have a lot. I mean, you will have seen the scene that basically is one of the only real kind of big kills in the movie. Yeah, like um, the, the little metal ball thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically the big moment of the movie, which is a cool moment. Uh, but the rest of it is just kind of, it's it's just oddly enjoyable. You know, it's weird. And it's kind of got this kind of um, vibe to it, like a few of these films that we've watched recently, kind of, you know, like Society almost, where it's just kind of like charming and enjoyable and you're going along for the ride. Um, but the thing about the movie that really struck me was the soundtrack. It, it has a fantastic soundtrack, and that's kind of what elevates it more than anything else. It just um, it has this overall theme throughout that's really good. It hits perfectly, but just throughout it, just just had an absolute banging soundtrack, and it's something that me in particular but i think both of us we appreciate you know soundtrack and everything else but it's not something that like i'll speak for me anyway that i get massively caught up on most times Mm. for a film but sometimes when they do really stick out then um yeah props to them and and yeah this one definitely had that which was cool so yeah i'm looking forward to the rest of them because i just feel like it's going to get even more crazy because the movie goes weird towards the end. And I'm I know, like... I was just reading a plot of it, and I was like, what the <laughs> hell is this film? Like, it sounds really interesting, especially yeah. because I was just reading about it, how it's it was such a small production, the first movie. Like, yeah. that guy Don pretty much did everything. Like, he wrote it, directed it, produced it, edited it. Like, yeah. so that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, so it's um, a cool, cool, you know, it's a cool thing, and it's this kind of wedge of horror history that neither of us have ever seen. So it's cool to delve into it, and I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing to watch the other ones. Yeah. Definitely. Like, Keep I feel like they're only going to be more low budget and weird, which is cool. <laughs> I'm just, I just wish Bruce Campbell shows up in one of them. Like, if that happens, well, then the director is also the director of Baba Hotep. Holy fucking shit. Bruce Campbell <laughs> confirmed in Phantasm movie. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Obviously, we don't know if we're doing another show before us. We probably are. Um, you know, as horror movies, how do they work? We, we don't yeah. know what's coming out. Like we supposedly the prodigy might be available um, soon, <laughs> so we're going to keep an eye out for that one because we'll, we want to check that one out. Um, Hell yeah! But other than that, otherwise we'll find something. But yeah, we're very we're very very close to us now, and I cannot wait. Um, oh. But yeah, that was. Have we episode... mentioned us? We yeah, we should mention it again. Drink every time we mention it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was episode one hundred and thirty-five. Uh, thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. I never could How could I start now? Honey, I'm down It's not that I need ya Look at me now